Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. Welcome to Snoozecast, the podcast designed to help you fall asleep. On Snoozecast, we read excerpts from public domain works and, occasionally, original stories. Listen to us on snoozecast.com, like our Facebook page, and follow us on Instagram. We'd like to thank our listeners. If you enjoy our show, please write us a review on the Apple Podcasts app. Also, share it with a friend. This episode is supported by inalienable rights. Tonight, we'll be reading a medley of poems concerning Independence Day and the U.S. in general. Titles include The New Colossus by Emma Lazarus, Concord Hymn by Ralph Waldo Emerson, and I Hear America Singing by Walt Whitman, among others. We'll begin with Henry Wadsworth Longfellow's Paul Revere's Ride that commemorates the actions of Paul Revere on April 18th 1775. Modern critics emphasize the poem's many historical inaccuracies. Most significantly, perhaps, is Longfellow giving sole credit to Revere for the collective achievements of multiple writers. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep breaths. Paul Revere's Ride by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Listen, my children, and you shall hear of the midnight ride of Paul Revere on the 18th of April in 75. Hardly a man is now alive who remembers that famous day and year. He said to his friend, if the British march by land or sea from the town tonight 
hang a lantern aloft in the belfry arch of the North Church Tower as a signal light, one if by land and two if by sea, and I on the opposite shore will be ready to ride and spread the alarm through every Middlesex village and farm for the country folk to be up and to arm. Then he said good night, and with muffled oar silently rode to the Charlestown shore, just as the moon rose over the bay, where swinging wide at her moorings lay the Somerset British man of war, a phantom ship with each mast and spar across the moon like a prison bar and a huge black hulk that was magnified by its own reflection in the tide. Meanwhile, his friend, through alley and street, wanders and watches with eager ears, till in the silence around him he hears the muster of men at the barrack door, the sound of arms and the tramp of feet and the measured tread of the grenadiers marching down to their boats on the shore. Then he climbed the tower of the old north church by the wooden stairs with stealthy tread to the belfry chamber overhead and startled the pigeons from their perch on the somber rafters that round him made masses and moving shapes of shade by the trembling ladder steep and tall to the highest window in the wall where he paused to listen and look down a moment on the roofs of the town and the moonlight flowing over all beneath in the churchyard lay the dead in their night encampment on the hill wrapped in silence so deep and still that he could hear like a sentinel's tread the watchful night wind as it went creeping along from tent to tent and seeming to whisper all is well a moment only he feels the spell of the place and the hour and the secret dread of the lonely belfry and the dead for suddenly all his thoughts are bent on a shadowy something far away where the river widens to meet the bay a line of black that bends and floats on the rising tide like a bridge of boats meanwhile impatient to mount and ride booted and spurred with a heavy stride on the opposite shore walked paul revere now he patted his horse's side now gazed at the landscape